It is November 25th, 2021, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. I just want to run, throw it away, run before the fans in me out. I just want to run. Hey, Scott. How are you doing today, man? We missed week 10. I know uh, we had a busy week, but how are you? It's, it's good to get down and talk to or sit here and talk to you before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, man. How, how are you? It's uh, it's good to be back. I know we missed a week, but it, it's it's all right. You know, life gets a little crazy sometimes. And well, uh, but it, it's yeah. good to t- be able to talk some football on, on a day of thanks. So I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had our Friendsgiving, our annual Friendsgiving. Um, that, that you did attend and it's hard to, you know, schedule a podcast around that, even though we did talk about doing a live podcast at the party, uh, did, but, uh, I don't know how well that would have gone with all those jello shots. I was, uh, and that, that, those definitely hit me, uh, hit me hard, but I had a great time. I know. Yeah. There, there could have been some real truths given out if we would have, uh, you know, kept, kept, uh, had a podcast after a few jello shots but it was fun nonetheless um but you know we don't get paid for this at least not yet we don't get paid for this yet so um it's hard to fit these in around our jobs and relationships and you know social responsibilities but we're getting it in today i've got my bets in I've got my lineup set, even though I just read that CD Lamb went out. Um, I've got, you know, my daily lineup set. The food is ready to go. How are you feeling this morning? Do you feel prepared for Thanksgiving, this three-game slate? I am. I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a very exciting day. I, I've got a couple guys playing uh, today, one, one in the early game, one in the late game. Uh, so it should be at least exciting to have somebody to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've for the first time in a long time because there's been many Thanksgivings where I've had like nobody or one person, and I'm sitting there watching like a DB, and I'm like, oh man, happy Thanksgiving! I get to watch, <laughs> I get to watch a safety play, and it's like, ugh, you know. Yeah. Now I have uh, I had five offensive people until about 20 minutes ago when City Lamb went out, but I have four offensive people, including a quarterback, a receiver um a tight end and a running back that is like heavy 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 stuff like i could be at the end of the day i could feel alive uh or i could feel at the end of the day really full and really depressed um either way it's it's gonna be fun um let's let's do what we do every year let's rank our thanksgiving food i i I don't know if it's changed for you from year to year i know we did this last year um i want you to give me your top three Thanksgiving foods that you have to see every single year um, or that you get excited for starting with one. What do you think? I mean, I really, I really enjoy just the, like a really good mashed potatoes and gravy. Cause that to me, that gravy yeah. is going to go on, on everything and the mashed potatoes are going to be a part of probably every bite as well. And mm-hmm. that can also help solve any dry turkey issues if some people i know a lot of people complain about oh i don't like turkey because it's dry well mm-hmm. to me when i hear that i'm like well why the fuck are you eating just the turkey cover that shit in gravy you dumb son of a bitch yeah. like but you know that's just me uh 
yeah, so it's so that's that's probably uh, one and two, and then third is just it, I gotta have a good. Uh, it doesn't have to be pumpkin pie because I am a really big fan of pecan, uh, a good pecan pie. Um, but I, I like a good pumpkin pie. Just a good, a good, nice uh, holiday pie. I think has got to be on the on the list for me. One Nothing of them specific. Between one of those two. Nothing specific. One of those two because I even like a nice apple pie if it's done very well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's pie season. You know, yeah, so. it's got to have that flaky crust. Like that, Ooh, yeah. yeah. You know, something that's uh, not the crust that's just kind of like it feels plasticky, but you got to have that flaky crust where you, you know, you put your fork into it and it busts in like six or seven different pieces. No, I totally understand. And and by the way, you made some amazing mashed potatoes for Friendsgiving. That those were awesome. Um, so I'm glad that you put that at the top of your list. It's obviously something you're passionate about. Um, and it, it is making mashed potatoes from from scratch or is just the best. Um, Kenny had some great uh, mac and cheese. I don't know his, his mac and cheese. I, I was considering putting that up there on my list too because I do like a good mac and cheese. Yeah, still in my fridge because he made like four plates of it or four uh, <laughs> four trays of it. Trays, of, yeah, yeah. Um, so my number one here is going to be deviled eggs. I feel like deviled eggs is not like a something you have all year long deviled eggs come twice a year easter and thanksgiving and maybe christmas maybe christmas so and and they're absolutely freaking delicious i can eat like a million of them and if you do them right uh with the paprika and 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 you know the the mustard you know they are absolutely amazing absolutely amazing um so i'm looking forward to some deviled eggs this year my number two um is a is a good ham i love ham i think that uh you know i always overdo it i think on the ham and with the leftovers because what happens with my family is there's always leftovers and i'm always the volunteer that comes and says give me those leftovers i can make use of them and i make ham sandwiches for like till christmas or till almost christmas um, I don't think it's still good by then. <laughs> I know it's probably not, which is probably, you know, my, I was susceptible to food poisoning last week. Um, it's probably one of the reasons why I get it because I'm a very risky eater. I test the limits of, of expiration dates, uh, which is bad. You know, when I was younger, I used to say that my stomach was a tank that I could eat anything and I wouldn't feel queasy or sick. And, you know, I'm invincible. Uh, now it's, the exact opposite. Um, I know when something's gone bad. Um, so as I've aged, I've kind of, you know, paid more attention to when things start to go bad or aren't as fresh. Um, but yeah, I'll still make a few ham sandwiches for the week after. Why not? Right. Um, I think that's one of the best things is, uh, making the leftover sandwiches, uh, from Thanksgiving because leftover Turkey and stuffing sandwich is absolutely amazing. It's, yep. it, it, it can be a game changer for sure. So, mm-hmm. And then number three, sweet potato fluff. Um, I know you brought this, uh, you and Valerie brought this a few years back. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to screw up because it's, you know, it's, it, it's an amazing dish, um, but it's just literally yams and sweet potatoes. Or I'm it's sorry, actually yams very and, good for you. And, and yeah, yams. Uh, yams are not bad for you. Yams and uh, marshmallows, I'm sorry. But, uh, but yeah, that's as you're like sitting there and you're like, wow, here's a, 
you don't want to like because pie is obviously something separate there's desserts sweet potato fluff is something you can like put on your plate with everything and it not like technically count as dessert you know because it's like sweet potatoes but it clearly is dessert because it got 70 pounds of sugar in it <laughs> just a I little mean, bit i mean think about it like you're sitting there and you're like okay i need the, the stuffing and i've got the um, casserole whatever kind of casserole you got and i've got the the meats and the taters and then you're like let me sneak some sweet potato fluff in there it's a dessert in the middle of the meal so i can go back for a second plate and i don't have to yeah you know, exclusively commit to dessert. So sweet potato fluff, I think is key to any meal. And uh, hopefully I get to see some of that today. What do you think of these players um, that have come out against some of these foods, like Matthew Judon coming out against Mac and cheese, Mac Jones coming out against pie. I mean, what's going on with the Patriots? Uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things when you're getting too big for your britches and you think you can just start smashing the mac and cheese and stuff and like mm-hmm. saying that like you know pies are the worst thing ever it's just you know it's 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 blasphemous and it's arrogant and it's and it's just that's the kind of shit that you know that happens when you win a few games and all of a sudden you think you're you're hot shit and you can go around saying mac and cheese is real food motherfucker mm-hmm. if mac and cheese ain't real food then you ain't a real football player all right mm-hmm. that that's the world you're living in then Strong words. That's where you want to live. And so, like, it's the, it's still the regular season. There's still a lot of football left to play. And I'm sure when other players hear him, the words like that, like pie and shit and mac and cheese ain't real food, that's going to piss off some players, and they're about to get punched in the mouth at some point, and it's yeah. not going to be about football. Yeah. Mac Jones already, I mean, people are after him. People are headhunting Mac Jones because of the whole Brian Burns thing. Uh, where, you know, yeah, I guess he grabbed his ankle on a phone return or reception return, something like that, um, and and hurt him. He had to leave the game. And Brian Burns said, happy headhunting to all of my DEs out there when you're facing Mac Jones. I don't know. This this may uh, heat up some more. Uh, you know, they say there's defenders. no such thing as bad publicity. This is bad publicity. Yeah. And it's really I'm- not that big a deal i mean belichick would stop you from having real bad publicity um but i mean there, there are no there are no poop tickler but you know <laughs> yeah but uh, you know the uh, saying pies trash it's all in good fun <laughs> no pies like none like come on pie is delicious yeah, give me a break. Give me a break. And it just, it really sucked that Ian Rapport came out and agreed with him said pie is just not a good dish. It's like 30, 30th on, on uh, Thanksgiving dishes. Like, man, your Thanksgiving, your family Thanksgiving must suck. They're just Well, awful. that's what I always say is like, when I hear people say like, oh, turkey's the worst, or this is the worst. That's just like, yes, you can have a bad version of anything. Like if yeah. you had shitty mashed potatoes and gravy you could have shitty mashed you could think that mashed potatoes and gravy suck when it's like no like let me make it for you make it actually good people would be like oh wow like this dish doesn't have to suck balls and it's like that's how a lot of things are in life and it's like yeah maybe you had the gluten-free zero butter fucking version of it and guess what that version of anything's gonna fucking suck so yeah it's just or just like just not made well so it's like i've heard a lot of people complain about things it's like you just need to have a good Thanksgiving meal. 
Yeah. Or they were raised, you know, maybe they were raised on a shitty turkey, shitty dry turkey. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that, and that happens. That happens. And, and they develop this opinion. But you also got to understand there's holiday foods that are just, even if they're gross, you're like, oh, I don't really, I don't, I don't really do that. You got to have them because it's seasonal. So, like, I made wassail. Wassail, you don't drink wassail like any other time of the year. You just don't. I don't make wassail no. on a whim. Like, you drink wassail <laughs> at, at Christmas and Thanksgiving. It, it's just one of those things. And I, I wouldn't drink wassail any other time. Uh, you know, eggnog. Eggnog's coming up soon. I don't particularly like eggnog. But you, you know damn well I'm going to go and, and, and make some eggnog with some rum in it. I'm not like an eggnog yeah. fan. I need, I need those little glass mousse cups. Yeah. Put a, put a candy cane in it. You know, just get in the spirit. It's just one of those things, man. I, I don't eat this kind of turkey. Like, I'll eat some sliced turkey and whatever, but I don't eat this kind of turkey any other day of the year. Besides Thanksgiving. Like literally today, this will be the only time I eat turkey. And so I can say it's trash. I don't want it. Like I'm going to eat it because turkey's turkey. I, I, I don't mind turkey, but I'm just saying you got to get in the spirit. If you're going to say, I hate pies, I hate mac and cheese on a day where like, this is the pie and mac and cheese day. I mean, come on, come on. I don't know. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about moves. So in our league, we have 30 move limit, and we voted preseason, and I know you've been very vocal about wanting five extra moves, yet I seem to remember you also being very vocal back in August about keeping it at 30. Can you respond to this? I don't remember saying anything like that. I'm all about the <laughs> moves. I, I use moves <laughs> like crazy. I usually set a new record in moves every season for trading for more. I think my high is like 42, but it's, it's not about the past. It's about the present mm-hmm. and the future. And we are not living in a COVID less world. We're living in a world with an extra week. We're now living in a world where teams are load managing players. Uh, talk to owners of Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. And it's just, one of those things that I think five extra moves would assist everybody in their uh, risk management during the season. Cause we already have one team at 30. We have a first to 30 in unicycle polar bears. Um, we have a few player, a few nipping at his heels and maestro and Fupa who Fupa actually just got four extra moves, but is right back up to 28 very quickly, uh, adding and dropping uh, same guy in the same day, I believe. Yeah. DeAndre Houston Carson. I literally, I'd, I'd like, I had to look up who that was. I was like, who the ugly. That's ugly. He's had yeah. a good few weeks, but that's ugly. I don't know why. Yeah. So uh, it's just, you know, they're, they're precious right now. And especially I mean, we've still got regular season left before we even get to the playoffs. Yeah, no. And I totally understand that. And it's, I think that really moves when you're talking about transactions, we're not talking about it now because this is, this isn't my first time. I have 29. I got one move left to last me six weeks. Um, This isn't my first time to be here around Thanksgiving. There have been some years where I've been out of moves Thanksgiving. Just, 
you just have years like that. But really, it, honestly, it happens. <laughs> it it you know what? It happens in September, and it happens in late August, and it happens in uh, October. These are the times when you're sitting there and you're like, I have 14 moves. Oh, let me go pick up this guy. You got to touch right? him. Let me go pick up this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you never even play him. You drop him. Let me, let me go do this. You know, uh, it, it, we make these mistakes and we don't even think about it when we're spending, you know. I think that we're all at fault this year when it comes to spending like that. Um, except for obviously... Sky Hedman, but I, th- I think in Sky Hedman's case, it was almost a little bit of an apathy kind of thing. He didn't at four and seven, yeah. And hey, is it four and seven? Hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty, yeah. Right. So, Spend five I mean, more moves, maybe get a win or two. Maybe you're right yeah, there in five and, and six. And it, exactly, and he'd be right there, move wise with, the, with the rest of us almost. Well, he just traded four, so he was at fifteen a minute ago. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that. That that's a big part of it. I also think the way you draft, uh, you have to draft well. You know, some of these teams have drafted pretty well and drafted sturdy enough and and guessed bye weeks. I've always been a proponent of like, you know, you, if you draft for bye weeks, then you're going to scrap it by week five and be all over the place. I have one person. I'm sorry two people on my team from the draft two people so you know i know that i've moved stuff around but there's been a lot of stuff that's happened quarterback wise and and whatever uh but if you do go that route and you do stick by your plan that you made back in august and then you can absolutely save moves and you could be in a position right now where we people are trying to trade players for moves and you could really boost yourself going in the playoffs. I mean, it's not a terrible plan to have, uh, but but it's not a plan that many people have. I mean, we're looking at this. There is uh, three teams, four teams with more than five moves left. 14 teams in this league. I mean, it's 10 teams have five moves or less. Um, I've only got four players from my draft left on my team. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wonder how many do I have. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I, I forgot my first picks were Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. Gone, gone. <laughs> like, quick. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, we, we, we make moves and, it, and, and whatever, and we put ourselves in this position. And sometimes that reflects in a win. Sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, you know, you, you do what you can. All right, let's, let's get in some of these matchups this week. That's what we've been waiting for. We're going to start out with a heater. Uh, Dad versus Maestro. This is the battle for last place, round one of two. Uh, tell me what you think of this one. This game of the week, you mean, right? Game of the week, yeah, absolutely. We're going to start out with it. Oh, this is it's exciting. I mean, uh, Michael's hot, uh, hot off a winning streak. Um, of one dad is uh, you know, been charging along all season with uh, two wins. So it's a, it's a heated battle here. Uh, We got Joe Burrow versus Pittsburgh and Daniel Jones versus Philadelphia. You know, I expect Joe Burrow to at least put up a decent amount of points versus Pittsburgh played well against them last time they, they played and Pittsburgh still has multiple defensive backs uh, 
defensive backfielders uh, out with COVID injuries. So you could have a pretty good day. Jamar Chase would probably be open, uh, streaking down the sideline. Daniel Jones, he just, you know, he looks so ugly every time you play him. And it makes you think, why are you still starting? But for dad, that's enough. Uh, he might put up 10 points or so because Philadelphia's defense has been falling off a lot, actually. So that's not good for him, especially when you're looking at the maestro and he's still starting Baker Mayfield, which played decent last week, but at Baltimore in the rain, I don't expect him to do that great. I just, he's been, I feel like he's like one big hit from falling apart still. Um, and he got Trevor Simeon versus Buffalo behind him t- uh, tonight. I expect Buffalo's defense to finally start bouncing back a little bit. Um, Trevor Simeon's put up a decent amount of garbage points though. So he probably put up more than Baker, which isn't saying much. Uh, I'm leaning towards dad start off on quarterback situation there. Um, but it's all fucking ugly mess, really. Uh, wide receiver wise, uh, dad's got Jalen Waddle, J- uh, Jarvis Landry, and uh, Rashad Bateman. Jarvis Landry is really the only one that could be decent with his uh, maybe a quick snap touchdown, like a uh, direct snap touchdown, like he got last week, something lucky like that. Waddle, uh, you know, they have a lot of design plays for him. It's just kind of. Uh, Miss um, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde for that offense. Like some weeks, Tua looks pretty decent. Like, wow, that's the guy they drafted early. And other weeks, you're like, oh my God, Tua, get the fuck off the field. So, versus Carolina, they might have a decent game. Waddle probably have, uh, I don't want to give him 12 points. I'm going to give him 10. Um, but Maestro's wide receivers is really where uh, is where you could start coming back. Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones Jr. all have great matchups i think thielen's been uh, streaking back since justin jefferson's getting so much attention brandon cooks uh um, the houston offense is starting to wake up a little bit with uh, ty god being back jets is a great uh recipe to keep getting better and marvin jones jr in jacksonville you know they're always going to toss it up i think you uh, you definitely be good for a touchdown versus atlanta and leaning towards meister on the wide receivers you go into the running backs you got fournette and freeman I mean, I'm not taking a dump on them, but I'm pretty close um, versus Ezekiel Elliott and Nick Chubb. I think Maestro's steaming back for a, uh, a comeback here, but, uh, you know, don't call it don't call it a comeback yet. I'm liking Maestro's players going into his defense. Um, Milano, Allen, and Josh Allen and uh, Jackson have all been playing really well as opposed to uh, Shaq Barrett and Rapp and Littleton, who just really have been living up to their uh, their resume. I'm going to take Maestro and a squeaker here. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a few things that I had to say about this one. And the, the big thing here is that Dad is doing himself a huge disservice. And I know this sounds like a bitter traitor. And I'm not a bitter traitor. I, I will never shame... I think it's very tacky when people shame people for not accepting trades and it's not, I'm not shaming dad for not accepting any trades because that's totally his prerogative. And, and I do it. I'll deny people all day long. I mean, people have offered for CD lamb all day. I'm getting CD lamb offers while I sit here and I'm saying no to people when maybe it would help my team if I did it, but I'm, I'm not doing it because I'm sticking by CD lamb. Anyway, I'm I'm getting off subject here. He has four quarterbacks. He's in danger of getting last place. He is two and nine, and he has projected less points than a one in 10 person. He did offer me one of the quarterbacks this week. I was going to ask. He he offered me one, and I just, I I said, 
flat out, I've told a couple people this. I, I'm not trading for a quarterback this week. Um, it's just once I get past this week of Mahomes being on bye, then everything in my team will be what I need it to be. And then I'll know whether wh- whether I can win with them or not. So, right. And so, so again, this is, I'm not market, I'm not, I'm not trade shaming, but the market's very slim for quarterbacks. He has four. And I've thrown things from all different directions to try to help him out this week uh, and next week and whatever. And it just, it's not that it didn't work out. There just were no negotiations there. It was like, give me this or that. And he is not in a position to dictate terms of what he's, I mean, he can. He's just trying to get the best he can, but he's running out of time. But, 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 and he can dictate what he wants. I mean, but you're going to lose. If you, if your price is too high, you're going to lose. Like if, if I don't get, I have quarterbacks, I was looking for a better one, but I have quarterbacks that are going to play today. Uh, and, and, and this weekend, like you are going to lose, you are going to lose to, to Maestro if you do not make a move. So I think. I think that's just really bad managing. I think that's just, I mean, if you see him in a made outfit, it's his own fault. He put himself in a made outfit um, and gave himself a bad pick. I already collected my $200 uh, yesterday from Rachel, sent the Venmo request. She sent it over uh, for him uh, not beating what, what me was this that year. For, uh, uh, for okay. him not beating me this year uh, in overall. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, you gotta, sometimes you gotta suck up your pride and you, sometimes you gotta do what's best for you and, and whatever, but he hasn't done it. Anyway, let's talk about the matchup here. Um, he, he, he doesn't really, I, I like his receivers. I really do. I, I like Bateman. A lot of my offers were for Bateman. I like him against Cleveland. Um, I think that Lamar Jackson showed in the last half of the last game he played, which was two weeks ago, that he really likes Bateman. And he's really going to go to him. He's probably his go-to receiver. I would downgrade Marquise Brown, upgrade Bateman going forward. Landry uh, is like literally the only pass catcher. I think people's Jones out this week, but Landry might be out this week as well. Uh, Baker on the other side, you know, you just never know with that situation. Um, I, I like Brad's quarterbacks a lot more than I like. Uh, Michael's quarterbacks on that side. I mean, Mayfield Simeon is really bad. Uh, you know, and I know bad quarterbacks, but this is really bad. And, and you never know when either of these guys are going to be out. If Baker takes a bad hit uh, from one of those Baltimore defenders this weekend, he could be out of the game. He could be out for the season. Um, he is looking super injured. Uh, Simeon, there's been talk of Taysom Hill if he can't get the job done. If they come out against Buffalo flat, and do not score in the first half, you're going to see Taysom Hill guaranteed in the second half tonight. Uh, guaranteed. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really don't like uh, Maestro's quarterbacks. However, I think Ezekiel Elliott has not only the best uh, matchup for anybody today, but for the week uh, against, against Vegas. Uh, I think they're going to lean on him. I think he gets a touchdown, maybe two. Um, I really like Waller against Dallas uh, when they're playing catch up because I do think they're going to be playing catch up. And I think Waller is a guy that they're going to lean on um, Chubb against Baltimore. Again, this Cleveland team is hapless to the air. They're going to lean on Chubb. I like the matchup with cooks against the jets. 
Um, and, and so all that combined, I think the holes on dad's team, um, they, it just doesn't make up for what Maestro has. I like Maestro's defense that he's put together a little bit more, even though it's, it's free agents, they scratch together throughout the year. I like it a little bit more uh, than I like Brad's on the other side. you got Josh Allen there in Jacksonville going against a Matt Ryan. And if you've watched any Atlanta games, uh, Matt Ryan gets like swallowed up every passing play, um, partly because his receivers can't get open. They're, they're uh, really flat on their routes. And the fact that, that O-line is just a revolving door. So Josh Allen could have himself a day. But yeah, I'm, even though it's close, I'm going to call Maestro with the five points to win this week and uh, take the lead in this, in this made, made race. Um, all right, let's move on to Camacho. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Camacho versus Rumham. Let me know what you think of this one. Uh, Camacho versus Rumham. This is a very good matchup, but right now, uh, I mean, this is this is going to be huge. Because I think it's two big playoff teams, really, um, because Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers. Dak's been playing very well lately. I mean, obviously, late last week versus Kansas City was a tough matchup, but I expect him to bounce back today versus Las Vegas. Aaron Rodgers dealing with that toe injury versus the Rams this week. I, that's something to watch for. Um, I think he's still going to uh, play very well, but it's a tough matchup, and he's already talking about how injured his toe is, and that's not good for um, really any position you're playing. Meanwhile, Rumham has got Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts has been playing really well. He's got a great matchup at the Giants. Carson Wentz has been playing great, too, and he's um, playing against Tampa Bay's defense, who's been awful lately. Um, I'm going to lean towards Rumham there, even though Camacho does have great quarterbacks, but it's just Dak didn't play well last week, and Rodgers is, is injured right now and has a tough matchup. Then you go into their wide receivers. Rumham's got Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, and uh, Elijah Moore. All of them have been just killing it lately. I mean, just touchdown bonanzas for basically every single one of them. Whereas uh, Camacho's got DJ Moore, T. Higgins, and Van Jefferson Jr. Good wide receivers, but not uh, not enough to put up against Rumhams. And then you go into the uh, running backs, and unless Cord Pat for Rum for Camacho has an amazing week, and J.D. McKissick has some good garbage time, I guess, on Monday night. Rumham's going to run away with Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris, who Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in the league right now. And Najee Harris just gets so much, so much uh, uh, volume right now. So everything's leaning towards Rumham right now. Uh, I really think Camacho would need like some big plays out of his defense, maybe a touchdown or two or something, and just a, a couple other big days to be able to stay in this one. Um, it's I think it's going to be a high scoring affair, but I, I'm still going to take Rumham in this one. Yeah. Um... The big thing here is Dak Prescott is projected 24.85, which is a good, I mean, that's Dak Prescott numbers, but they lost CD today. Um, they're without Amari Cooper and Las Vegas is a really, really bad team against the run. So I feel like the game plan is going to go a little bit more to the ground and Dalton Schultz and short stuff over the middle, maybe like Gallup and stuff like that. It just, that's not, that doesn't spell success for big DAC numbers, which is, you know, not, not always, always great. 
Um, I think that's one of the bigger reasons that, and if you look at holes of these two teams, um, I think Van Jefferson is not like the strongest wide receiver three. I feel like he's a wide receiver four. So while Trevor has quarterbacks that fit into the spots, I mean, quarterback one and Hurts, he's borderline. Uh, Wentz is also a quarterback one. I've been very wrong about him this year. Um, McLaurin is a wide receiver two. Evans is wide receiver two. Moore, you know, has really worked himself into the wide receiver three conversation. They all fit in their spots. I feel like Van Jefferson is like, reaching. I feel like JD McKissick is reaching. They're running back four, probably McKissick's one of those where it has to really, he has to really fit into that game plan as somebody that, you know, when they're playing catch up or whatever. And I, I just don't see it 6.47. That's, that's a rough number uh, to have as a projection. Um, Higgins has really taken a backseat to Jamar Chase this season. And even though I love T Higgins, um, I thought T Higgins was going to be what Jamar Chase is this season for the Bengals. And he's not. He's what Tyler Boyd was to the Bengals last season. So it's, I know that's very confusing, but it's just one of those things where he's he's really taking a backseat. Um, the with Dak or with uh, I'm sorry, Cam Newton coming in. I know DJ Moore got a touchdown last week, but Cam Newton is not a passing quarterback. We've seen that throughout his career. There's, I mean, I guess DJ Moore. When it was when he was coming up, really shined with Cam Newton. But Cam Newton's shown that he cannot like get the ball twenty or thirty yards downfield with extreme accuracy. Like broken plays, yes. Uh, DJ Moore can certainly do that. But I'm just saying, on a consistent basis, you're not going to see twenty, thirty yard chunks from DJ Moore from Cam Newton. So I, I just, I just not a big fan there. Uh, Cord Pat. He's got a juicy, juicy matchup with with Jacksonville, but he's also coming off an injury. And we've also seen Quadri Allison, who's come in, and they've said that they're going to try to fit him in more. So now you've got a three-headed monster. Cord Pat, Mike Davis, who's just awful, sucks. Uh, and I regret ever having him on my team. And uh, Quadri Allison, that's just rough. It's, it's not rough for Cord Pat because he's clear number one, but 15.27 projection is a lot. Um, when when you're t- when you're talking about that, um, I, I love Chase's defense. I think Chase's defense he, that he's put together is is really good. You know, Aluakon, Parsons, Edmonds, James Holland. I mean, he's he's put together. When you get people like Parsons and Holland off the free agency wire, and they've performed the way they have, I mean, Bravo. That's that's really good. That's that's why you're you know first second place. Those are the kind of things that that leads you to have a really good regular season to go to the playoffs. Um, again, however, the, he has deficiencies on his offense that uh, he really, really needs to fix. And, and they're just not fixed right now. Um, He's got a tough matchup. I mean, I think he would, he yeah. would do, he would do well against anybody else in the league right now, but Rumham is just on fire. Well, yeah. He, he, and the thing about Rumham's team all year long that we've seen is that they've been so balanced there's very little holes in this team agreed he doesn't have like the guy where it's like oh shit you know that guy's gonna just blow me out i'm not looking at Jalen hurts going oh my gosh he's gonna score i mean he has but he's gonna score 30 or 40 points i mean he's gonna ruin my week uh you know i i wasn't looking at johnson taylor like that but now you're looking at johnson taylor like is he gonna 
you hit me with five again? Is he going to burger me? Um, you know, those sort of things. So his team just very balanced. His defense uh, leaves some things to be desired, I think, in, in certain spots. But I, that's it. That's all I can say about like the weaknesses of his team. So every week, I think taking Rumham with the points is probably the smart move. Now, I spread this out a little bit more. Uh, the, this, uh, because I think it's minus 11, if I'm not mistaken, minus 11, uh, because I, I wanted people to try to be, I know this is terrible, but try to veer away from Rumham. Like if you're going to bet on yeah. Rumham, then, then put your money where it's your just, mouth is and take the 11 points. It's just, I, I think I would have. I would have gone a little bit more and not, not as a insult to Camacho. I think Camacho, I realistically see Camacho putting up like 185 points, but I just think that Rumham has a chance to put up like 235. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so. he's in second place. It's not a bad team. Um, I just, I think from week to week when you're, when you're facing Rumham, it's, you know, something that happens. That's a, a uh, but I, buzz, so. <laughs> I know I'm taking Rumham though. Um, let's move into Disco Lemonade versus Notorious. Tell me what you think of this matchup. This is a great matchup. Very, very close matchup. Um, two top teams, uh, possible playoff matchup again. Um, you can stop, start at the top of Disco Lemonade's Cam Newton and Matthew Stafford. Like you're saying, Cam Newton, he's not a passer. He's not really a quarterback. He's just a, oh, everybody run down the field and then I'm going to run it myself kind of quarterback. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's it's all, you know, shits and giggles until someone decides to just treat him like a runner and start fucking tackling him. I, I honestly can't stand watching him play. And I'm like, why are you guys like pretending to like wait for the option or something? As long as you just go and hit him every single fucking play, he, he loses his little smile. He's not yelling about where he is, whether or whatever he just shuts the fuck up, shuts down and he goes, Oh, I'm hurt. So eventually a team will do that. They'll realize that you just put like, two guys back in coverage. He's not going to throw it anyways. And everybody else just go fucking just, you know, all, all out blitz and just fucking punch him in the mouth. Uh, but this week against Miami, that's not going to happen. So this week against Miami, probably be fine. Matthew Stafford at green Bay. Um, he might have, he might not have a great day. Except Rams haven't been playing that great lately. Um, he, he'll probably still do. Okay. I know Stafford cup is his uh, go-to money for disco eliminate. So it'll probably be okay. Still. Um, notorious with Tannehill at New England. That is not a great matchup. I do not like that for Tannehill at all. And I do like Lamar Jackson versus Cleveland. Cleveland's defense has been fucking butter lately. So I think you'll cut right through them very easily. He'll, that'll be Notorious's chance this week, really, is Lamar Jackson going off. Um, but I'm going to lean towards Disco Lemonade a little bit just because Cam Newton's still healthy and St- uh, Stafford uh, should have pretty good field position if. Rodgers is hurt and their defense starts clicking. Uh, moving to the wide receivers, though, Kadarius Tony is should not be started on anybody's team. It's pathetic. Uh, Cooper Cooper Cup uh, is make up for him, I guess. Michael Gallup's uh, pretty good for Disco Lemonade. Notorious has got AJ Brown, which is great, but I don't like him at New England again. They're gonna they're gonna erase him. They're gonna take him away. Uh, Claypool's been uh, playing okay for uh, for Pittsburgh. We need to find the end zone. Emmanuel Sanders for Buffalo is just awful. So. Both these teams are kind of trending downward right now. This is uh, more than I talk about them. I'm like, they're not heading in the right direction going into the playoffs. Uh, they're going to get there, but they might be limping in from what I'm ever. The more and more I think about their players, because you're starting and 
Uh, I mean, yes. Okay. Antonio Gibson for the Washington red team or red uh, Washington football team. I can't wait till they get a real fucking team name again. Uh, has been playing. Okay. But that's not like, I mean, along with Kareem hunt coming off IR at Baltimore, I still don't think he's going to have that great of a week and you're starting him versus Joe Mixon, Deandre Swift and notorious. See, this is a very close matchup. I can see both teams winning this in a lot of ways. Like Notorious says, Mar Jackson, Mixon, Swift play really well, which they can. They have the chance to do uh, to do so. Mixon has a great game versus Pittsburgh last time I played. Swift played amazing last week. Chicago kind of sucks. A lot of things can happen. But I could see either team winning. Um, de- Defense-wise, you know, Lamonte, David, uh, David Wilson, uh, for uh, for Disco Lemonade, pretty good. Troll Edmonds, Matt Judon. Oh, Judon, not the. Oh, you know what? He doesn't like mac and cheese. I think I'm going to take Disco Lemonade because minus uh, five. Notorious... So, so it's minus five. Yeah, yeah, but Notorious starting starting Judon. That's some bad juju there. So yeah, I'm going to go with Disco. And you know, there's something I I, I want to look at, and I know Trevor Lawrence has been just shitty. I mean, he hasn't cleared 10 points since week eight, since Halloween. So it's been a terrible, terrible month. He hasn't thrown a touchdown, nor has he thrown an interception um, this entire month. Um, and he's only gotten like 500 yards. So it, it's been real awful, not only to watch, but whatever. But facing Atlanta at home this week, uh, I just don't know. The way Miami's been playing on defense um, these last few weeks after having just a horrid beginning of the season, I just don't know if I would start Cam Newton over Trevor Lawrence this week. And and I know that's just one thing that I could say because it's not my team. And it's just a safe thing to say because if Trevor Lawrence comes out and has a terrible week, then it's like, whatever. Yeah, he didn't start him anyway. It doesn't really matter. But I'm just saying, if it was my team, I'd really have to think about that really hard um, before starting that. But um, I disagree with the whole Kadarius Tony thing. I mean, Kadarius Tony's fine. He's the de facto uh, number one receiver over there in, in New York, which is not that great because. How many they, touchdowns does he have this season? I, what does he have? One? Zero. Zero? Does he have zero? Yeah. Um, Offensive linemen have more touchdowns than the wide receivers in the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, but so. uh, but he's getting twelve targets. He got twelve targets last week. Uh, that's a lot of targets. And and what's um, uh, sorry, your trade that you sent through is, is getting. Uh, I'm getting bombarded. Oh um, no, no, that got vetoed. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no. I mean, are you gonna? We'll get into that in a second. Um, Oh, it's already took care of it. Oh, what's that mean? I vetoed it. It's it's gone. It's done. It's squashed. Oh, you don't want to do the trade anymore? No, no. I didn't realize there was a fine print of two moves to him. I'm not giving him two moves. That's, oh. that's, that's absurd. I was asking him for a move. If anything, because he wants... I, th- I thought, to me, Debo for Reek is equal trade. If you look at their point totals and how they're used, it's, it's pretty damn even. But Reek is on buy this week. And I'm kind of accepting a loss, but that doesn't mean I'm just taking an L for my points four and not giving him anything. And he wanted two moves on top of that. I was like, no, 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 fuck that. Yeah. I might do straight up. If anything, I wanted him to give me a move. So, mm, no. okay. All right. That's done. Well, let me, okay, sure. 
let me get back into these uh into these into this matchup Match-ups. here. So sorry. No, no problem. No problem. I'm sorry. I just got it off track there. I'm, we got 15 minutes till game time, everybody. 15 minutes till these Thanksgiving games. So, um, so one of the biggest things is I know Neil went and Disc Eliminate went and uh, bought Kareem Hunt. Okay. And he got it for a pretty good deal. But the only thing is going on the road the first week back, uh, usage might be sparingly, uh, sparing. So he, he may have to get his legs under him. Chubb's going to probably get used a lot. Antonio Gibson's been an absolute nightmare this year at running back. Um, so that's not something you you really like. I mean, the matchups on on uh, running backs is clearly a notorious favor. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, I think, has a huge night tonight. I really like – so you got Marshawn Lattimore who's going to cover up um, Diggs. Marshawn Lattimore just got uh, – uh, sentence for something i think it was some kind of gun charge or something um but he's got something to prove tonight i think he comes out covers up digs and that leaves sanders open for a big day um so i like sanders uh claypool uh, is back amazingly they said he was out indefinitely when i traded him and now he's back immediately i guess that toe wasn't really that big of a deal um, he looks good against a, a Cincinnati defense who, um, who hasn't been, you know, that, that strong this year, um, on defense, I like Notorious's defense a lot. Fitzpatrick, uh, is, is back, got uh, off COVID, um, Micah Hyde against Simeon. You could see a, a, a Micah, Micah Hyde, um, interception today. You know, that's yeah, I guess that's a little Michael Mecca high. Yeah, he's he's ball hawking back there. Um, you know, Judon against Tennessee. I know he doesn't like mac and cheese, but he's still a good football player. And uh, you know, I like the defense that he's really put together here. I'm gonna take notorious with the points, you know, the the plus five here. Uh the the reason that I I didn't have this uh or that I didn't have uh, there were some injury questions and some open spots um, for for Notorious. So I thought maybe, you know, we things might change a little bit. Um, that's why he has the plus five, but I'm definitely taking Notorious with the plus five. All right. Next matchup here. Eternal touchdown versus last man standing. What do you think of this one? This is also going to be a great matchup. I mean, you've got some premier players in here. Um, starting from the top, I think Eternal Touchdown is finally going to start turning it around with quarterback-wise. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's finally going to get his legs back underneath him at Washington on Monday night. And Justin Herbert's just been destroying lately at Denver. I don't think it's going to stop and be any different. Um, even though they do have a good defense, he's just been too good throwing the ball, running the ball, whatever they want to do, especially with Eckler back there being a beast too. Last man standing has got Matt Ryan at Jacksonville, which does sound like a good matchup. Um, but it's just Matt Ryan, like sometimes he's all right. Most of the time he's just, he's fucking Matt Ryan, which means like he's terrible. So mm-hmm. I don't expect much out of him. Andy Dalton today at Detroit. I actually expect Andy Dalton to do uh, pretty decently. Um, I think, uh, I think he'll put up, uh, put up about 20 points, um, but it's not going to be enough to uh, compare to general touchdowns quarterbacks. 
you go into the wide receivers and Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, Marquise Brown. I really like all those wide receivers for a touchdown this weekend. Um, last minute standings got Devonte Adams, which is huge. But after that, he's got Kenny Galladay and Cameron Sutton, which are they're okay. It's just Devonte Adams would have to have a huge day, and with, if Jalen Ramsey is all over him, it, he shouldn't have a as big of a day as he would need. So I'm still leaning toward Terzen touchdown there. Got Mark Ingram and uh, Miles Sanders as running backs. Philly's kind of finally realized that they need to run the ball, which is helping out Toronto touchdown a lot there. Mark Ingram is going to be decent versus Buffalo because their defense has just been terrible lately. I expect it to be better at some point, but who knows when. I have to see it first. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Daryl Henderson for last man standing. Not bad. Daryl Henderson could have a decent day. Um, it does usually end up walking away with more points than people think. Um but I don't think it's going to be enough to help him. Last man standing to catch up point-wise. Gronkowski versus Kyle Pitts. Um, I'll take Kyle Pitts because Gronkowski is at Indianapolis, who has uh, amazing linebackers. Then you go to the defense. Um, they're both pretty okay. I like I like Bosa and Mosley. Um, Adderley and Ramsey over on uh, Eternal Touchdown side. Um, Crowder and Poyer aren't bad. Uh, Simmons for last man standing, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Turn touchdown is going to probably be knocking on 200, 200 points here this week. Yeah. The only thing is, so, so Ingram's leaning towards not playing tonight against Buffalo. Um, so he's probably going to play Elijah Mitchell against Minnesota, who Elijah Mitchell, if you've read any notes on him, is like taking handoffs and pitches, but like really honestly can't catch a ball. So his hand's so fucked up. He can't like catch a ball right now. That being said, they could sub him out more than usual. And you might see a little bit more of Jeff Wilson or uh, juice Um, So I don't like that 10.93. So you just take eternal touchdown down a little bit more. Also, Herbert going into Denver. I don't know why. Maybe my whole fantasy career, when people go into Mile High, I just feel like there's there's a chance they could like get negative. <laughs> like especially in, in the winter months, especially in in November and the fall and like whatever. You go in there, it gets chilly, and you just you could get shit on. Um, I like the fact that Wilson's going against a team that's been gotten torched pretty much all year in Washington. Um, it's a good bounce back for him and Metcalf. So I like that spot for them. And I can see where you're coming with, with like the 200 points thing. If, if they, those two connect for two or three touchdowns, then it's like, wow. Okay. See you later. Last man standing. Um, the move for Pitts, I think was great for him to go out and, and get that tight end that, that solidifies, even though, yeah, I know it's a little off subject, but the tight end market right now is so flush. There are so many good tight ends with the emergence of Friar Moose and, and Ertz coming in and, and for Arizona and like all these other teams that, you know, you, you're starting to see some tight ends get some more play. Um, tight ends aren't worth as nearly as much as they were, uh, you know, five or six weeks ago. Again, I digress. Um, the, defense on on the eternal touchdown side he's put together a pretty good defense I, I don't necessarily like Nick Bosa I've had this thing in my mind where it's like Kirk Cousins statuesque type quarterback let's throw in a defense or a uh, D end against him it doesn't work how Cousins's specialty is getting rid of the ball he gets rid of the ball pretty fast 
So, uh, I mean, he'll take a sack now and now and then, but it's not like he is the guy that's just going to get sacked five or six times in a game. Um, he gets rid of the ball. So I, I, I like this defense. I don't love this defense. Uh, and like I was talking about with Marquise Brown, um, you're going to see a lot more Bateman. I feel like eventually by the end of this year, we're going to uh, see Bateman as that number one. Um, on the other side, uh, Matt Ryan against Jacksonville. If Matt Ryan's going to do anything all year, it's going to be against Jacksonville. If Andy Dalton's going to do anything all year, it's going to be against Detroit. So this is kind of a good matchup on that end. Uh, I like Josh Jacob as a middling running back. So I, I like him for a touchdown today against Dallas for sure. Um, but like 30 yards and a touchdown kind of guy, maybe like two catches. So we're talking around right around that 11 points, I think is, is pretty good. Um, Devonte Adams against the Rams. I know he's going to be covered up by Jalen Ramsey, but there is no stopping this guy. The green Bay revolves their whole offense around Devonte Adams. So if he comes out and plays, um, I could surely see him getting 18.63, even against that stout Rams defense. Um, the problem here with this offense that I see with Hedman's offense is like Galladay has done nothing all year, especially to deserve that 10.33. It's like, yeah, you, you don't want any part of the giants passing game. That's you do not. Say, like, well, like yeah. You okay. You don't want it, but he didn't even get any targets. He got like two targets and one catch for 12 yards. I mean, this is a guy that's that, like targets or not. That's like the ceiling for the fucking giants wide receivers, man. Unless you're an alignman, you, then you can get a touchdown, but like it's, it's, it's pathetic. I'm right. Just yeah. I you mean, get out of that. It's, it's not good, but I mean, you don't expect them to, to go and do anything about it. Uh, it's not good when you have Murray on by, I mean, this it's, if you can win with Murray being on by, that's a, it's a great thing. Uh, but why or not, he's been load managed lately. <laughs> true and he hasn't been you know that hot i don't i don't like his defense you know, i've tried to trade uh sky had defense for some moves uh it just we really haven't come together on it uh it's just i don't i his defense is put together kind of haphazardly i like simmons simmons really st- stepped it up since i traded him to him uh really had a a, a resurgence there and uh you know and poyer and duggar are are not terrible terrible um, but, but yeah, it's, I, I just, I really honestly think eternal touchdown, it, this is his to lose. Um, I, I know the, the points, uh, say that, that, uh, eternal touchdown is the underdog, but I really, really honestly think that eternal touchdown point for plus four and a half is the way to go here. Uh, so I'm taking eternal touchdown. Let's go to another matchup here. Um, Fupa Slayer. You've, you've been talking to him lately, right? And you cycle polar bears. First of all, can we get it in verbally that you deny this trade and why? Uh, yes, I did deny this trade because when we are texting, we were talking about Debo for Reek straight up. And when he sent me the trade offer, I just didn't read the time, the small print because I was busy doing this podcast. And I... I had a. I didn't want the trade to go through because I wasn't. I was unaware of the moves, so I didn't let it go through. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Um, okay. Talk to me about Foop Slayer versus You Cycle Polar Bears. Um, you know, I think this is an interesting matchup just because this is kind of a, you know, a 
big moment in the season to decide, you know, who's going to be streaking towards the playoffs and who's going to be streaking towards a lottery pick. So Fupa Slayers got a lot of the right pieces right now. And Josh Allen at New Orleans and Terod Taylor versus the Jets. Great, great matchups. Both of them should play very well. Unicycle Polar Bears got Tyler Heineke, who's been playing pretty well versus Seattle, and two versus Carolina, who could do could probably do okay. But I just think the ceiling is way higher for uh, uh, for Fupa Slayers quarterbacks. Going into the wide receivers and uh, Devontae Smith, Tyler Lockett, and uh, DeAndre Carter. I think the stack and jack with uh, not the stack and jack, uh, but the uh, Devontae Smith and uh, Tyler Lockett and wide receivers could do pretty well this weekend, including DeAndre Carter, who could at least steal points from Heineke of unicycle polar bears, whereas polar bears got Michael Pittman Jr., Darnell Mooney, and Brandon Ayuk. All great wide receivers. Ayuk's been getting a lot more targets as a wide receiver in San Francisco. Darnell Mooney had a great week last week. Probably should continue to do that today. And Michael Pittman Jr. should be able to feast on Tampa Bay's defense. I think if Unicycle Polar Bears is going to win, it's going to be big big games from his wide receivers um, because the rest of his team just isn't – I'm not seeing a ton of points coming out of them, especially when you go into the running backs and Fupa Slayer's got Eckler over there who could who could do huge – I know you said you don't like player, uh, teams at Denver, but he had – I mean, between him and Herbert, one of them is going to score all the time, basically. So I think it's a pretty safe bet. Uh, you guys got Alex Collins on Monday night, which is great, but it's enough, especially when, you know, Cycle Polar Bears starting Miles Gaskin, Ty Johnson. That's just not that's not good running backs to start when you're looking at Eckler on the other side. So almost everything's leaning towards Fupa Slayer for me here. Uh, Justin Tucker's a kicker is nice, but it's not enough to win you the game. Greg Leg Zerline should do okay, and their defenses they're all right. I'm not I'm not even going to mention them too much, but uh, Fupa Slayer should win this one. Yeah, Fupa Slayer's defense makes me want to hurl. This defense is awful, but I love his matchups. This week. I, I love Fupa Slayer's team this week. It's like one of the best. I, I I like Josh Allen tonight against New Orleans. I think he is on track to have one of those burger nights. Really, honestly, I think uh, it's, yeah. you're going to be full. You're going to be sitting there with your whiskey and your whatever, and you're going to watch Josh Allen just put up touchdown or touchdown. This game might be over by the third quarter. Um, it's He's going to have a great night. Uh, Tyrod Taylor looked really good against Tennessee. Maybe not as like fantasy-oriented kind of guy, but somebody that really commands your game and, and uh, a good quarterback. I mean, overall, I like Tyrod Taylor against the Jets. Um Tyler Lockett, uh, Monday night, like we talked about, uh, there could be, this could be a Russell Wilson resurgence. I know he's been really uh, silent lately, but if it's going to come out, if he's going to come out and play, then Tyler Lockett's one of those guys. Um, DeAndre Carter. So when I'm looking for moves, so I was like offering Hedman some trades for moves. Again, we didn't come to a conclusion there. We didn't come to a, uh, to an agreement, but DeAndre Carter was like number one on my list, like to go out and get and start. Um, Yahoo has his projections way off, but you you have to understand that this guy, like six out of the last seven weeks he's played, I'm sorry, seven of the last eight weeks he's played is double digit points. Like he does a lot for this team. Uh, it's it's not just like one week wonder. Um, he does a lot for the team, and and I think that that 2.2 points is is really doing a disservice as a projection. Eckler, um, will he match what he did last week? No, he won't. 
probably against Denver team. Um, but he, he is good. Alex Collins, one of those guys where I don't understand what the volume he's getting. Chris Carson's out for the year. I mean, he had surgery on his neck. I don't, with the volume he's getting, I don't see why he's not putting out double digit points every week. He should, um, Schultz is going to have a great day today. Las Vegas is, there is no lamb Las Vegas susceptible to the tight end. Um, he's had, you know, a lot of targets lately. He's going to gobble him up today. That's why I like uh, him for the receiving yards uh, bet today on the other side. Um, you know, I like his defense better. I like you cycle polar bears defense better. Um, he has some, some better receivers, I think as far as matchups this week, Pittman Mooney's going to have a, probably a big day and suck up a lot of targets over there. If I was Detroit's defense, I would really focus in, um, by the way, that game's starting right now. Um, and, uh, and, but yeah, Mooney have a big day. Ayuk uh, showed that he can be the Ayuk that we thought he was before the year when he was wide receiver one. Um, but uh, you know, he's, I think he can be sneak, sneak into that wide receiver three conversation. I like his receivers in, in order here. Um, and, and Heineke, you know, big surprise this year. I don't think that uh, Cameron can be very upset with the fact that Fitzpatrick went out and he picked up Heineke. Heineke's done just as much as he thought Fitzpatrick could do maybe even more. So I like Fitzpatrick against, or I'm sorry, Heineke against Seattle on Monday night. Um, it's just all this added up with the Ty Johnson. I picked up Ty Johnson in a few leagues. I think Ty Johnson's a fine running back to replace Michael Carter, especially in the passing game. You want that guy that's going to uh, catch balls. Ty Johnson is that guy. Um, but those Dolphins, man, Gaskin, Tua Tags, ugh, it's just not – those aren't super attractive options against that Carolina defense. Uh, so that's that's really what's holding me back. I'm going to take Fupa Slayer. Um, this week, uh, with two points, uh, there. So let's move into our last few matchups here. Uh, Darth Scott versus the professor. I'll go ahead and, and roast this one. It's probably pretty easy. Uh, it would have been easier with that trade that you were about to make, but, um, Ben Rosper, a little trivia, uh, the, the only quarterback that has not thrown an interception since week five. So a little round of applause for, for big Ben there, uh, keeping the ball out of the not, other knock on hands. some wood, man. Knock Jeez, on some wood. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Whoa. Um, but, but Ben Rossberger, uh, to Deontay Johnson, always a good bet. Um, especially with Juju out for the year as he has been Godwin. I mean, gave him to you knew he was going to be a wide receiver one type player. He is a wide receiver one. You saw it last week. Thank you for that. Really won me my game last week. I was a close one. Yeah. Debo, um, is looking good. Uh, you know, Montgomery, if he has a big day, maybe you stay in it. Robinson is always good for a touchdown. I, I think he's super underrated. Uh, Dawson Knox, one of those things where it's like, uh, there's a lot of options and Dawson got really hot before he got injured. Now that he's, uh, come back from injury, I know he had, uh, 10 targets last week, which a lot. Um, but that was in a week where they were playing catch up like the whole time in a game where they dominate, which I think they will tonight, 2.2 points, one catch, one target against the jets. Uh, I, I'm not looking at a huge week from him, uh, on the defense side, you're missing one of the defenders. Uh, this defense, uh, it needs help, needs help. I know you got, you got Ward and Collins in, uh, but this Ernest Jones, 
You know, I, I know you picked him up after a 7.75 week, 1% rostered. So you're really looking for that needle in a haystack here. I just, I don't know if that's, that's a winner there. Um, yeah. On the other side, cousins, Brady, those are some of the best quarterback, one of the best quarterback combos in the league. You're looking at a pretty full health professors team uh, minus maybe Jones. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I think that with the three receivers, he has Jefferson chase Williams. Um, and uh, this, it looks like a team that can uh, be pretty much anybody in the league right now. He's in first for a reason. There's not a lot of weaknesses on this team. He had a terrible, terrible defense start out. He's really filled it in nicely. Biard, Xavier Woods, and uh, Anthony Brown on defense, those guys get a lot of volume as far as tackles are concerned. And Kendricks Wilson and uh, Deion Jones are really solid there, if not for just projections, at the defensive spot. Uh, Friar Moose really come on. And so, again, this is a, a team that you don't really want to fuck with, uh, especially at this time of year. I'm going to take Professor with the points. You want to defend yourself uh, this week? thought I got the points. Oh, minus the points. Minus the points, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, No, I mean, there's not much I can say. I would would love to see this uh, if I was at full strength to see the matchup. Um, with Mahomes is in there, and, you know, know, I would make him move for a defender if necessary. Uh, But, you know, like I said, he's got one of the best quarterback tandems tandems in the league, Kirk Cousins at San Francisco, Brady at Indianapolis. you know, if those teams want to actually step on the field, throw some balls and play some fucking defense, maybe I got a chance. We'll see. Um, he's got some great wide receivers and Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase and Mike Williams. Uh, you know, they're all they, they're all they're all number one wide receiver. Justin Jefferson's been I mean, he's been crazy good for being only in his second year. He's up there. He's toe to toe with any wide receiver in the league. And Jamar Chase is you know, right up there for offensive rookie of the year. So it's pretty tough. Um, my only hope is that Pittsburgh has Joe Hayden, Mink Fitzpatrick actually come back and play this weekend, which he, which they didn't play last weekend. And Joe Hayden just fucking shuts it down, man. Fucking play some goddamn football and shut that shit down. Motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Dalvin Cook and A.J. Dillon. Dalvin Cook's one of the best running backs in the league. A.J. Dillon uh, should should have a pretty good day, too. Um, Rams defense hasn't been playing as well. Um, I will say one thing, though. Like, at some point, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, yes, they're all good. But, like, that's a lot of fucking eggs in one basket. What yeah. if, like, you know, someone fucking swipes and steals that basket or it falls and it breaks. I don't know. I'm just saying that's a lot of eggs in one fucking basket. Vikings it's been a great score 20 points. If Vikings yeah, score exactly. 20 points, like, yeah. Exactly. So, like, well, yes, it's been a great fucking basket. That's a lot of eggs in one basket. So, just saying. I'm not I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. I do like Firemuth for a touchdown versus Cincinnati. He's got great hands. He just had bad luck in that rain against Cincinnati the other week. And I think he should come back this week in division game. Uh, I just don't like Tennessee versus New England at all. Randy Bullock's been a good kicker, but I just don't like Tennessee and New England much at all. I think New England's going to try to make a statement game, show that they're the best team in the, in the AFC. Um, he does have a good defense. He does a great defense. Deion Jones, Eric Kendricks, uh, Wilson, just tackle machines. Um, Bjard, Woods, and Brown all have been solid. Um, for me to have a chance, I would need I would need – two of my guys today that are playing to be eating turkey legs by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I would need, you know, Ben Roethlisberger just to throw exclusively Deontay Johnson, basically. 
and I would need a Debo 30 plus game kind of thing. Like, and, yeah. and like my defense to just go nuts too. Like it, it's not really the only chance, but I, I will take myself with the 45 points. So I'll, I'll trust myself on that much. I think it's 27 or was it? It was 45. Let me see. Yes. Yeah, 27. Oh, 27. Yeah. I trust myself. I'll take okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I took professor with 27 points. So we, we, Disagree on that one. All right, let's move to the last matchup: Sex Raptor versus Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, um, games have really started. Yep, yep. We got that that game going. It's two minutes in, but go ahead. Sex Raptor, Rutherford B. Hayes. This, you know, it's just it's been rough for you. I'm not going to lie. I, I am glad to see that you moved on from the vending machine of uh, Tim Boyle because that was an embarrassing start last week. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you've got, you got Jared Goff, who's been playing. He actually was playing pretty well before the injury and everything. Um, I like Mac Jones versus Tennessee. Uh, as I've been saying, I think New England's streaking in the right, in the right direction. Um, I expect Jared Goff to have at least a decent day today. And I expect Mac Jones uh, to start going, playing. He's playing better football than he is fantasy football, but I expect that to start leveling out and, and meeting each other point wise. Um, David Carr at Dallas, I expect him to do pretty decent. He's been uh, he, he's been known to throw it up at least and have uh, good garbage days. You got and then he's got Teddy Bridgewater uh, versus the Chargers, who is not amazing. He doesn't he's not put fireworks kind of guy, but he'll be consistent throughout the day. I think it's a, a mediocre enough quarterback battle that you have a chance there. Um, yeah. Then you go into the wide receivers. Are you not going to start a third wide receiver? Or are you waiting to see if you have to? So to be totally 100% honest, um, I would need to see some like really productive points out of my yeah. offenses today. And then yeah. I'll go and say, I'll just be like, hey, Buda Baker's available. Zach Hurts available. Edwards mm-hmm. Lair's available. And I might go be able to find a right receiver looking at UCAS and there and Jacoby Myers might be able to work something out if, uh, if things go my way. Otherwise, um, if, if I have a bad day, I'm going to go ahead and pack it in and I'll see you next week, Cameron. Yeah, no, I understand that. That's why, like, I mean, I didn't, I decided not to make any moves. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I completely get that. Because uh, he's, you're looking at uh, with your Odo Beckham Jr. and Cole Beasley, you would need to have some big days out of them. And I get that um, because he's got Stefan Diggs, Hunter Refro, and, and Deontay Harris, who have all, all been very solid throughout the season. Um, and that's kind of been Rutherford B. Hayes' uh, signature for his wins, is he's just having kind of a good all around team win. Because uh, you go into your running backs, Tony Pollard and Deontay Foreman. Pollard should have a decent game. Foreman, I don't expect much at New England. And looking across the way, he's got McCaffrey and Barkley, which sound great, but this season really haven't been great. And now with McCaffrey, since Cam Newton's there, because how often you're getting the ball, McCaffrey? Not very often, because if you get the ball, that means Cam Newton doesn't get to go yell about it in the, in the end zone. The other the <laughs> last weekend, I don't know if you saw last weekend, I. Cam Newton threw a touchdown to McCaffrey. And McCaffrey went in the end zone. They all like celebrated, but Cam Newton got there a little late and like McCaffrey was leaving. So Cam Newton literally grabbed McCaffrey and pulled him back into the end zone so that he could do uh, his own celebration with, with them to make sure that the spotlight was still on Cam Newton. Tell me that's not some maniacal ego bullshit. Jesus Christ, dude. Like you're, you're like almost as bad as LeBron. You're just not as famous about it. Yeah. But like, that's like, ugh, it makes me want to throw up. Yeah. But anyways, um, 
I think it's, yeah, mostly leaning towards Rutherford B. Hayes. You, you do have a chance, like you said, if you have a big day from Goff to Hawkinson, you could be right in it. Um, you would need, like like I said, you'd need some turkey legs, though, for, for at least one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, going to – you got Hawkinson to his Noah Fant, which is a pretty good matchup, I think. Uh, I think Noah Fant hasn't been playing as well as people would hope. I mean, Hawkinson's been having a pretty good year. Um, Yonko Koo versus Jacksonville could end up getting a lot of points for you. Uh, versus his Matt Gay, uh, just I don't love at, at Green Bay in this, uh, you know, in this weather and outdoors. Um, I do like your defense a lot. Uh, Darius Leonard, White, Queen, Winfield Jr., Chin, even Phillips playing really well right now. His defense isn't bad. Schobert, Wa- uh, Wagner, uh, Diggs, and stuff like that. But I think that's where your your chances, your your players today, and your defense. So uh, I'm rooting for you, but I'm picking Rutherford Hayes. Yeah, the only thing with Max's team is that uh, they are like week to week over over projected. They just are. There's very inflated projections. I, I, he's going to beat me, but McCaffrey has not scored those points, but like once this season. And th- why? Like he's right there at 22 every week, but he's projected 23 uh Barkley has been just not that great all year long but 15.47 like they're very high um Deontay Harris uh you know I know he's had some some really really big weeks but 13.43 against a Buffalo defense that's pretty singy in the air I I just don't see it so um I uh I like his team I I think that it would take a miracle some kind of like injury or something to shut down uh, his chances to win, but uh, maybe some defensive magic on my side. But you know, it's it is what it is. Uh, that's I think with Lamb playing, I had a much much better chance, um, which is why I put it at twenty three and a half, which seemed kind of low. Um, and you know, after after that, I just you know, there's after Lamb being out, there's just no way um, that we can come and. And uh, and really predict me as a winner though, but I, I do uh, wish Max luck this week. I, I hope he has a good week. But yeah, I'm taking Max with with the points here. All right, give me. Let's finish this up here. Give me one person for Thanksgiving that uh, you're you think that should be owned and is known is going to have a big day. So if you are a person that is starting a New York Giants wide receiver, I am speaking directly to you. Uh, this, like I said, we're only picking people that are playing today, so you'd have to listen to this and hop on it. But he is playing tonight, so you have time, and is Marcus Callaway for the New Orleans Saints, uh, who I think will be down tonight and be throwing a lot. He has a touchdown in the last three weeks in a row, uh, so he's in sync with Simeon. They throw a lot. They're going to be behind. I think it's a much better choice than anybody on the Giants uh, starting offense. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I know this game started and he hasn't caught anything in the first three minutes, but I think that uh, if anybody's going to have a big day, it's going to be Amon Ra. Um, so, it, you know, if if he gets his targets today, which I think he will, um, then uh, then we should we should have a, a pretty good day. All right, guys, that's just about it. Um, I hope you guys have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Scott, do you have anything to say before we go? No, I just hope every, I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, and I'm looking forward to some delicious food and uh, having a four-day weekend. That sounds great. Okay. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we will. Good luck this week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. <laughs>